When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on Talk Radio WABC, the number one talk radio station in these United States. Thank you so much to my regular listeners for tuning in this beautiful Saturday afternoon in uh, all over, all over the East Coast. Great day to be alive. Great day to enjoy the Sunshine and great day to enjoy the fresh air. So get out after, <laughs> after you've uh, listened to the more money show. And then, um, uh, today what I want to talk about is the meltdown that seems to be appearing in the economy right now. And I don't say this with any happiness. I never root against America. This is a country that is the premier land of opportunity. This is, we are the hub of the world economy. So we need to grow so that the rest of the world can grow. America needs to lead by example with freedom and free enterprise and prosperity and growth. That isn't happening under this president. None of it is. Almost all of the policies, if not every policy that has come out of the Biden administration, when it comes to the economy, has been in the wrong direction. As my good friend and mentor, um, Arthur Laffer, this famous economist, likes to say, if you turn the policy dials in the right direction, you get growth. You get a happy outcome. You get prosperity. People become richer. There are more jobs. If you turn the dials in the wrong direction, you get really bad results. You get a shrinking stock market. You get your... 401k plan disintegrates. You get rapid inflation. We're at seven, eight, nine percent inflation right now. We've had it now for almost a year and a half. You get people feeling bad about their lives. People are kind of in a bad mood right now. Have you noticed that? People are feeling glum about this country right now. And you see it in all the polls. Small business confidence is down. Manufacturing, down. Construction, down. Housing, down. Hard to point to anything right now that's going right with the economy. The jobs market is still good, thank God. But how long is that going to last? I I hate to say it, but when you see what's happening with earnings uh, for companies, they are now starting to freeze employment. And they are starting to, you're seeing more and more notices of layoffs of big companies. Now, again, the... I don't want to be too 
much of a Debbie Downer here. The, the good news is there are still jobs out there, and a lot of the businesses are still saying they can't get employees. They have jobs to fill. Uh, we're paying way too much money, as you know. I've, this has been one of my themes for this show for the last two years. We're paying way too much money to people for not working in terms of all the benefits we're providing people for not working a single hour, which isn't really fair to the people, most of the people listening to this show who are working hard, working 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week, and not making a lot more than the people who are getting these welfare benefits. So let's talk about the stock market for a minute here. The stock market got clobbered this week again. Uh, as you know, the first six months of the year were horrible, was a really ugly bear market. Then we saw a recovery in July, August, and you know, the, till through about the beginning of September, and then it's been a rout since then. And so right now, by my calculations, the stock market is down by about three or four percentage points since Biden came into office. But what are we leaving out? We're leaving out inflation. So when you take out, because when you put money in the stock market, you care about your after inflation rate of return, right? Not your before inflation rate of return. What what are those dollars going to purchase for you? And you invest to make money so you can purchase things and you can consume. And when you take into account the 12.5% inflation that we've had since Biden came into office, Returns on equities are down about 15%. That's a pretty bad bull bear market, isn't it? Uh, not a great time to be an investor. If you were planning on retiring, maybe you're going to have to work more uh, longer before you can. So that is all a result, folks, of unforced errors. You know, if you play tennis, as I do, you know, it, when your opponent hits a really good shot and you lose the point, you know, you just have to salute him, you know, nod to him, say that was a great shot. Nothing I could do. Not let me shot. It's the fact that we keep hitting the ball into the net. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happened with our economy. We are playing into the hands of our economic enemies here. And, yes, China, in my opinion, is an economic enemy. I think they're a foreign policy enemy. I think they're a national security enemy. Of the United States. I would not have said that five or six or seven years ago, but today I believe it to be true. And by the way, the one person who got that right from the very start was Donald J. Trump. So we are, we are seeing China take over the coal industry. We are seeing Russia take over the natural gas industry and the oil industry. That's, those are unforced errors. That didn't happen by chance. It happened because Joe Biden doesn't want to produce American energy. And he thinks somehow we're going to be able to power a $22 trillion economy with uh, batteries and with windmills and with solar panels. That That isn't going to happen. If it did happen, if we were actually did go to zero on fossil fuels, as they want to do in California, did you see that Governor Gavin Newsom, who's actually considered to be a front runner for the Democrats to run the, the entire country, because obviously Biden can't run again, uh, he wants to decarbonize the entire California economy, which would destroy their economy. I'm not talking about, you know, a 10 or you know, five or 10% reduction. I'm talking about a massive reduction in living standards when you run out of energy, which will happen in California if they turn off the plug to coal and oil and gas and nuclear power. That's happening all over this country, and it is extraordinarily frustrating. Got to give you one more statistic before we go to our first break. 
the new numbers for how much the average family has lost because of Bidenomics, because of the high inflation, because of the slowdown in the economy, that number is now $4,200. So that what that's telling us is that the average family has now lost on a monthly basis, oh, about $350 a month. That's like a tax. You're being taxed $350 a month from your paychecks to pay for Biden inflation. Wait a minute. How could that possibly be? I thought Joe Biden said his agenda was to rebuild the middle class. By the way, the middle class gained $6,000 of income when, pre- when, when uh, Trump was president after inflation. Now they've lost $4,000. Hmm. Which president do you think was better for the middle class? Pretty obvious to me. So we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a great show today. We're going to talk about the financial markets. We're going to talk to uh, my good friend John Katsimides, who's going to talk about the energy industry and, and one of the great businessmen in America today and who happens to be the owner of this great station. So um, I am uh, I am very uh, uh, pleased and very honored that we have such a great audience. By the way, our ratings on the show are fantastic, and it's because of people who tune in regularly. Tell your friends, please. Uh, tell them if you want to know what's really going on with the economy, tune in to the More Money Show on uh, WABC. We're here one at 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. every Saturday afternoon. And I want to also put in a plug for the hotline. If you're not getting the Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline every morning, shame on you. It's free. It costs nothing. I'm not selling anybody anything here. I put this out with my good friend John Fond, and uh, we've got a great team of people who are experts on what's happening with COVID, what's happening with the economy, what's happening in politics. Get this, folks. I'm not selling you anything. I don't want your money. I just want you to get richer. I want you to be even more informed than you are. So if you would like to get the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, which Newt Gingrich says he reads every morning. He says it's the first thing he reads every morning. And we've had so many people say that from CEOs uh, like Fred Smith of, of FedEx to major congressmen and senators. Get what they're getting. It costs you nothing. Get informed. Information is valuable. Uh, facts are valuable. So go to Committee to Unleash Prosperity, the website, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Give us your email. Send it along. If you like it, we'll keep sending it to you for free. Again, I just want you to be as well-informed when you debate liberals as uh, as you can be. And if you like it, uh, we'll keep sending it to you. If you don't like it, just subscribe. And if you like it, please tell your friends to get it. Uh, we now have a... About 200,000 people every day who are getting the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. It's a great tool to have. Uh, and I will be right back in a moment. We will hear from uh, the Paynes, who we're going to talk about the financial markets, which you've got to listen to because it's been a crazy, crazy week, and you've got to be on top of how you save your investment and your lifetime savings and your 401K plan because those are shrinking, folks. It's been a really bear market. I think we're going to get out of this because you know what? I think we're going to see big, big gains for Republicans in November. And I think, here's my prediction, Lee Zeldin will be the next governor of New York. Hochul has been a total catastrophe. And I said it last week, I'll say it again. If people of New York are dumb enough to vote to elect Catherine Hochul as governor, then you deserve your fate of a declining 
economy, of a place where crime is out of control and where taxes are out of control. So I'm confident Lee Zeldin is the guy. He's going to win this election. I promise you. Well, I can. I don't promise you, but I do feel strongly about this, and I have pretty good political instincts. You're listening to The More Money Show. This is WABC Radio, and I'll be right back. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Com. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, it's Ryan and Bob Payne here on More Money Today, talking everything, the markets, the economy from Payne Capital Management. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. And Bob, man, oh man, it ain't pretty right now. There's no sugarcoating it. Well, Ryan, you know, there's a reason why stocks have done better in the long run, why they've been the greatest wealth creator in the history of the country, in the history of the world, simply because they're riskier. Yeah, well, that's a good point, right? With more risk comes more volatility. And I think uh, by definition right now, we're experiencing tremendous volatility. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's incredibly negative volatility because, you know, over the last 13 years, we've been in a big booming bull market. And I got to tell you, I never once complained about the upside volatility. But I got to tell you, my stomach hurts today from, you know, how the downside volatility has, has been so pervasive in this market. Um, but that's what happens, right? The market goes up slowly and it drops like a rock, you know, when it goes into corrective mode. No, it really does. And right now, of course, you have the Fed uh, talking tough, talking real tough. And every time Jay Powell opens his mouth, the Fed Reserve Chairman, it just seems like the markets just go into big sell-off mode. And I think that's the big question right now. The big unknown is, well, number one, is inflation actually going to come down? It seems like it's been persistently stubborn. And number two, at some point, can the Fed back off rising interest rates? Because if they keep raising them at some point, as we know, that becomes very detrimental to the economy. We're seeing it now at the housing market. We know mortgage rates are now over 6%. The problem is, is is it going to slow the economy too much? And that's what the market's grappling with right now. Well, the biggest problem is Jay Powell's credibility, right? The Federal Reserve Chairman, this time last year, Rye, he told us, not just us, but the entire country, I'm not even thinking about even thinking about raising interest rates because, you know, inflation's transitory. It's not a problem. Nothing to see here. Move along. And now suddenly, you know, I think he's been embarrassed, right? Obviously, we have inflation that's stickier than anybody thought, and the CPI numbers show that. Now he's acting tough, maybe too tough. Um, yeah, maybe too tough is the, is the word of the day here. That's the understatement. But I think, you know, the bottom line is, is an investor, and if you're thinking about the economy, you're thinking about your portfolio, you know, what do you do right now, right? The uncertainty is high. Do you sell out of the market? Do you buy in the market if you've been sitting in cash? We know inflation's high. You need to get a return on your money. And, you know, there's no way of getting around it here, you know, with negative sentiment right now. As you like to say, Bob, you can't get good prices with good news, but we certainly have bad news. Um, we know dividend yields are high. You know, I'd argue right now as an investor, as someone who's trying to get to their plan of financial independence, is these are the opportunities you've got to take advantage of. You can't be hiding and putting your head in the sand. No, you really can't because, you know, when you have lower prices, right, things go on sale. Um, that's the time to, you know, really make 
purchases to get invested. But if you're already invested, you know, you're down from the highs in January. You know, the idea is you're not invested to buy low, sell high. You're invested to generate income, you know, income that comes from the dividends that your portfolio generates, income that comes from the bonds, you know, that uh, are generated. So it's the income that you got to focus on. And I'll tell you, Ryan, you know, we have 40, 50 of our listeners a month send us their portfolio for review. And I'll tell you, 99% of you aren't positioned properly for the current environment. You're really not into your point that income part of the strategy is so important, that component, because a lot of us have been in that wealth accumulation stage, right, for the last decade or a couple decades. And that's great when you're just socking the money away and you don't have to live on it. But now the reality of it is in that wealth distribution phase, you've got to start to reallocate or redistribute your portfolio to make it more functional if you're going to live off of your money. And, and to your point right now, you know, income is very, very rich. So even with the market selling off, dividend yields are going to be at their highest level ever in payouts this year. And look at a one-year treasury now pays 4%. Like what you have to ask yourself is, what am I getting in my money market? Probably nothing. Well, you know, Ryan, I think it's, um, I, I just think it's incredible to believe that you have every bank in the city, you have every wirehouse in the country paying basically one basis point, a one-tenth of one percent uh, on your money, your hard-earned money, when you can simply go and invest in a three-month treasury bill and get three and a half percent right now. Now the banks can get three and a half. Why are they paying you one basis point? That's a 350% margin of profit for them. No, that's exactly right. And you have to think about it more than ever right now, right? With inflation running as hot as it is and the fact that you're earning nothing in a money market fund, like this is where you've got to be proactive. And I think, you know, the other thing you have to think about here is this isn't 2008, 2009, where the economy was genuinely broken. We know the Fed is trying to cool off the economy. But if you look at American households, they literally have more savings today than they did before the pandemic. They're sitting on $17, $18 trillion. You know, if you look at the labor market, we pointed to this a lot. It's still extremely hot. So, yeah, I think we are going to see the economy slow down. But is it going to fall off a cliff? It's probably not, right? The world doesn't very end very often, like you like to say, Bob. And I think you've got to put your your retirement strategy in place today for the long game, not over the next couple of months when things are uncertain. You got to take your emotion out of it, start thinking about the long game because this too shall pass. It doesn't feel like it right now, but it is, and you've got to be prepared for that today, not not waiting on that. Hey, Ryan, that's an excellent point, and I got to tell everyone right now, it's not just about waiting and to see your portfolio come back. There are things you have to be doing now because it's a new paradigm. We have higher interest rates. We have higher inflation. The portfolio of the last 10 years is not going to be what works in the next 10 years, right? You're going to have small company stocks do a lot better with higher inflation. You know, international markets are very inexpensive now. You know, growth was the big engine of the last 13 years. We made a ton of money in growth. But growth is not going to be coming back like it did in the past, right? It's, it was overvalued. It's now on its way to becoming fairly valued. You can't sit there and just hope and pray with your portfolio. It's not a strategy. You need a strategy to fit the times that we're living in right now. Yeah, and I, so I think the bottom line is here, look, like the, the world's not going to end. Last time we checked, we could be wrong. If we're wrong, well, we have other bigger problems to worry about. But I think, you know, if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, look, I need to get a game plan in place because you do, right? It's the uncertainty is high. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally have 10 slots open. We keep them up throughout the whole show. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for your now famous total financial master plan where we literally will do a full audit of everything 
financially speaking. Know the firm out there will do this work up front. We literally go through every investment you own. In fact, we go as far as building you your own personalized financial portal, and we'll hone in on every financial issue you've got to address today. Whether it's income, you need an income plan for retirement. When you stop taking that paycheck, how do you draw from your portfolio? Or if you're retired right now, how do you take Social Security? Well, there's a lot of ways to take it one right way for you. How do you factor an income plan with inflation? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years because inflation is going to continue to go higher. We put together a comprehensive income game plan show you how to live off your portfolio without running out of money. We're going to look at Wall Street just loves to sell you high-cost products that are very tax inefficient. We'll do that deep dive of every investment you own, show you where all the hidden costs are and those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, show you how to reduce that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes. We're going to give you our full tax playbook. It's now what you And we're going to look at diversification. How hard are you getting hit right now with the markets all over the place? Or are you just sitting with cash, paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do with 40-year high inflation? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have 10 slots if you have over a million dollars saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844 pl a-N-N-Y-C. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no cost. There's no obligation, but you won't have a plan, and you need a plan in this environment. So text or call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844 844- Plan NYC. That's eight four four P L A N N Y C. So, Bob, you know at our firm, Pain Capital Management, we have a podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. And of course, that's P A Y N E, just a plan our last name. We're a boutique, boutique firm here in New York City. We also have an office in Philadelphia and one in Jacksonville, Florida. And we've gotten a lot of questions from listeners lately, which we appreciate. In fact, if you have a question for us, simply go to bbullish.com slash questions. That's bbullish.com slash questions. Uh, any questions you have for Bob and I you wanted to answer on the show here, we're going to start doing it. And we've had so many good questions lately that I thought we'd start to answer some of them right here on the show. And the first one comes in from John. He writes in, Ryan and Bob, do you recommend exchange-traded funds with expense ratios of 0.25% or even 0.39%? I found that a lot of exchange-traded funds that I really like, well, I can't put them in my Roth IRA because I can max out at only putting 6000 a year into my Roth IRA. So what's the best, most tax-efficient way to put money or save money in my regular savings or brokerage account? Hey, John, that's an excellent question because we believe that, and actually the studies have shown that over time, your performance, the actual money you make, has a lot to do with keeping your expenses down. And we believe in using low-cost exchange-traded funds as opposed to mutual funds. First of all, the biggest thing about them is they're tax-efficient. Hey, Rye, what happened to everybody who bought a mutual fund this year with the market down 20%? What's going to happen at tax time? Yeah, it's a problem because what happens is is capital gains get paid out every single year on a mutual fund. So that next year, if the fund happens to go down, you still have to pay taxes on it. And this is exactly what's going to happen. And this happened over last year because markets were up last year. They're down this year. And now you had to come to tax time. You had to pay 
when you don't have the money anymore. So it, it's a bad deal. It's heads you lose, tails you lose, Bob, as you like to say. Yeah, and, you know, I think that, John, you, you talk about different exchange-traded funds with expense ratios of you know 25 basis points and 39 basis points. Even though that's low, in my opinion, that's way too high because there is an, a cheaper alternative to every single one of those strategies that uh, you just have to do a little bit of homework to find. Um, we believe that over time, those expenses should be in, it should be returned in your pocket, not expenses paid to some custodian, you know, or some, um, aggregator of assets. Well, that's a good point. And one of the things that we do with our analysis and something you really want to talk to your advisor about or have done is look at those internal expenses. You know, I hear a lot of times like, oh, my broker advisor doesn't charge me anything. Oh, they do. <laughs> they definitely do, but they might be internally built in, like the annuities specifically. You know, we can see expenses as high as three or four percent. A lot of those mutual funds out there over one percent. You don't want to just know the external fees that you can see, but you want to know what the internal costs are in your portfolio as well. It's a lot of times I like to say it's the devil you don't see that gets you when it comes to financial products. So it's important to know the overall expense that you're paying because a lot of times you can bring it down dramatically. And to your point, Bob, with these exchange-traded funds now, you can bring it down to like basis points, like 0.01% in some cases. It can be really cheap, and that's critical. It makes a big difference when it comes to your total plan. You know, right, some of these investments, especially the ones that are heavily advertised, they remind me of these commercials they do on, on pharmaceuticals, right? Now, before it used to be in a magazine, the fine print would be at the bottom. You'd never read it. But now, you know, they, they talk about this drug, and it's this miracle drug, except for – you know, you might have a side effect where it might kill you. You might have, you know, diarrhea. You might be sick for <laughs> forever. You may lose a limb. You're like, I'm not going to try that drug. Well, the same thing is with your investments. You got to be able to read the fine print. And a lot of times they hide it. You know, they hide it so you can't see it. Um, I, you know, I especially love these annuity commercials where these folks are saying, well, I realize the person that sold this to me is, you know, flying around in a private jet and he's doing multi-million dollar commercials nationwide, but I don't pay anything. I wonder how he gets all his money. What do you think, right? Yeah. Be aware of the annuity salesman. That's what we're trying to say here. And you're right. It is a lot like those pharmaceutical brochures, which it's very questionable. The other thing I'll mention too is when you're building your, your retirement or your wealth plan is it's not just about figuring out how much income you need, right? That's, that's, that's great. And it's important. And you got to make sure you know how much income you need. Um, but it's also important to understand how are you going to draw your, from your portfolio to get that income and are you doing it in the most tax efficient way, right? For example, in your regular brokerage account where you're going to draw from, a lot of times it might be better to have tax-free income with tax-free bonds or qualified dividend rates that are at 15% as opposed to taxable bonds or an annuity where you're paying ordinary income. So, you know, figuring out what investments go in which accounts and how to generate income on those investments in the most tax-efficient ways. That's one of the pro moves that you really want to analyze because, again, it's not what you make, it's what you take, and you want to optimize what you take when it comes to retirement. So I think what I hear you saying, Ryan, is that investments are sold a lot of times, not bought, and the person selling them isn't doing it because it's a charitable institution. Well, even further than that is when you're getting your income plan put together for retirement, you've got to factor in not just how much money you need, but you have to think about taxes and you have to think about asset placement, right? It's really think thoughtful to think about what assets go in what type of account. And what we find with the 50 or so portfolios we look at a month is most advisors aren't advising on that. And you should be doing that in coordination with your accountant. Taxes are so critical when it comes to your wealth plan for retirement, you've got to address it. 
Hey, Rye, we got another good question from Brian who writes, my understanding is rising rates have a detrimental effect on big tech stocks. If so, and the S&P is so highly weighted with FANG stocks, right, the infamous, you know, high-tech FANG stocks, what is another good total market ETF to invest in during a period of rising interest rates? Well, it's a great point because, as we know, in a rising interest rate environment or a higher inflationary environment, dividend-paying stocks historically do better. And just being in the S&P 500, you think you're diversified because you own 500 stocks, but because it's capitalization weighted, Bob, as we know, well, the majority of it's only in like a couple companies they overweight the index with, and they're all tech-related, and you just don't want to be concentrated in tech, especially going into a rising interest rate environment. It's critical. You know, I'll tell you another dirty little secret, right? If you look at the uh, performance of the S&P 500 and you compare it to a really good total stock market index, the performance is almost identical because what a lot of folks don't realize is that a total stock market exchange-traded fund is capitalization-weighted just like the S&P 500, and you end up owning the same five or six stocks and have the same performance. So you don't really get the total stock market. It's kind of like uh, false advertising. Yeah, well, I think you just have to understand is you have to have that analysis done to make sure that even though you have lots of different names in your portfolio, different fund names, you got to make sure it's not all concentrated in the same area because you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, this is what I need to know. I need to have an analysis of my investments. I've got to make sure that I have an income plan factoring in taxes, making sure the right investments are in the right account. So it's not really what I make. It is what I take. Well, here's your shot to do it. we got five slots left for this show. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. There's no other firm out there that will literally do all this work up front. In fact, we'll build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. We're going to hone in on every issue you've got to address today. We will address that income plan. You need an income plan for retirement. You got to figure out how to take Social Security, how to draw from your portfolio, factoring inflation in the most tax efficient way possible. We'll build you an income plan so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at diversification. Are you properly diversified? Have you gotten hit hard this year as markets are all over the place? Or are you still sitting in cash, earning nothing, paralysis by analysis, as inflation now is at a 40-year high? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life, and we'll look at fees and taxes. We're going to look at those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, show you where the hidden costs are, show you how to reduce it, and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We'll give you our full tax game plan. We literally have five slots left if you have over a million dollars saved for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and our certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, there's no strings attached, but it won't be a plan. If you don't text or call, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, and if you have a question for Bob or I want to address on the show here, simply go to bbullish.com slash questions. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Check out our firm, Paint Capital Management. 
Stay tuned. We've got more, more money coming your way. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This year on the Street of Dreams, the markets have been very volatile, and they got even more volatile this week with all major indices down for a second consecutive week, marking their worst two-week decline since June. The sharp sell-off this week was the continuation of the decline sparked by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's speech in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, in August. Stocks took an even more negative tone after the Fed raised interest rates on Wednesday by three-quarters of a point and forecast it could raise its funds rate to a high of 4.6% by early next year. The rate is currently 3 to 3 and a quarter. The Fed also forecast unemployment could rise to 4.4% next year from the current 3.7. As he did in Jackson Hole, the Fed Chairman Jerome Powell warned that the Federal Reserve will do what it needs to do to crush inflation. As one analyst said, by basically endorsing the idea of a recession, Powell set off the emotional phase of the bear market. The bad news is you're seeing, and you will continue to see, in the near term, indiscriminate selling of virtually every asset class. The good news is that tends to be at the end of virtually every bear market we've ever witnessed, and it's coming in the month of September and October, where that has historically been the normal state of affairs. Now, usually when stocks fall, bonds offer a haven to investors, but prices have been dropping for both this year, an unusual occurrence. The 10-year Treasury yield rose to 3.7%, while the 2-year Treasury yield is now at 4.2%, its highest since October of 2007. Keep in mind, yields rise as bond prices fall. Now, if you're feeling pessimistic about the future of the market, well, you're not alone. Market sentiment right now is overwhelmingly negative about the economy, about the stock market, about politics, about the global geopolitical situation. However, most indices, like the S&P, are already down, and most bear markets are down historically about 32%. And every one of those bear markets and recessions, although unique in their own way, are consistent in how they make us feel panic and despair about the future, but they all end and they all birth a new bull market. Keep in mind the famous quote of famed investor Sir John Templeton, the most expensive words in the English language, or it's different this time. Truth be told, there's plenty of catalysts why the markets will not only recover, but actually soar over the next 12 months. Inflation will eventually fall. The Fed at some point will pivot dovish. The Russian-Ukrainian war will end. Midterm elections will be over. And Treasury yields are actually very attractive now for investment. Stocks are oversold and undervalued, and there's lots and lots of cash waiting on the sidelines for someone to tell them to buy. The economy, despite all critics, is really on solid footing in spite of the Fed's efforts to slow it down. So the bad news is the stock market can be unpredictable, and nobody knows exactly how it will perform over the short term. There's a chance markets could fall further in the coming weeks or months, but the good news is we're not short-term investors. And in the long term, every dip in history has been temporary and new highs inevitable. Hey, my son, Ryan, and I, we have 68 years of combined industry experience of building low-cost, tax-efficient, gold-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. 
This is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk station in these United States. And so now I am so pleased to have the president and owner of this station, one of America's great entrepreneurs, someone who is a media mogul. He uh, built his business in grocery stores. He is a, he is an energy and owner of, uh, of many energy investments. John Katsimatidis, thank you so much for my friend. And thank you, by the way, for the opportunity that you've given me to do the More Money Show today. Well, Steve Moore, you're uh, one smart guy, and uh, um, me, you, and Larry Cudlow uh, always are together. And uh, uh, and uh, look, we, we want the right thing for our country and for our whole uh, world. And thank so, you John, for John, thank you. So let's get right down to it then. Thank. By the way, John Katsimatidis, is that is that Greek? What are the what is the origin of that? Yes, it's I a, always get my tongue twisted on it. It's a Greek uh, word uh, that means somebody in my background uh, had, uh, you know, had a name. Uh, what, if you break down the name, Katsomatis means he had a, a, a damaged, Katso means damaged, Matis means eye. It must be John with a damaged eye. <laughs> Well, I call you know, you it's John like Katz, whether I... it's a whether it's a British name or whether whatever uh, John Smith, he must have been a, bl- a blacksmith. So you became John the Smith. That's how it all well, happened. You know, it makes because, this country. You know, you know, it makes the country what very diversified. It does. It does. This is a great country. We have people from every origins. We, you know, I've always said, John, this is sort of off the topic, but you know, every, I hear Joe Biden say, oh, we're the, uh, we are a success, systemically racist country. And I don't believe that. I think we are truly a melting pot. And we, we are accept a anyone. Pot. If, Absolutely. And yeah. part of my okay. relatives that came through Ellis Island. Yeah. Some relatives came through one at line and their name is Katsimatidis. Oh, you know, Kats, <laughs> C-A-T-S-I. The oh people that went the, you... the people that went to a different line are yep. Katsimatidis with a K. <laughs> now, uh, so uh, by the way, my... have you gone to have you gone to um, Ellis Island and seen your uh, lineage? Because uh, yes. they have all the books there. Okay, that's I, I've been to, De- to Ellis Island. Me and Bill Fugazi used to run that oh, Ellis Island Foundation, uh, and uh, we honored a lot of successful people from Ellis Island. And uh, uh, when Bill Fugazi passed away, uh, the organization sort of went downhill. And your son now is a great businessman as well, right, John? He's kind of running a lot of the company. Well, John is getting ready to take over from John Sr. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, you know who my you know I know who, you. You're not retiring anytime. You know who soon, I respect. Friend. 
I respect uh, Hank Greenberg. He's 97 yeah. years old, still goes <laughs> to the office three, four days a week. I love the guy. I, I respect that, too. Okay, John, uh, let's get down to some business here. Um, I saw a poll uh, that came out this week. It's like people are feeling pretty glum right now about, you know, what's happening with their 401K plans, the economy, the inflation, gas prices. And so I saw this poll that really disturbed me, that only about 33% of Americans think the American dream is alive and well. And I want to ask you. Is it alive? I think that it's alive. It's always been alive and well, but we're right. going through a bad timing right, right, right. now. You know, uh, Steve Moore, the way we used to say there's something rotten in Denmark. Remember that expression? Well, <laughs> I do. Right now, there's something rotten in Washington. And uh, I think well if we, if we make a, if we make a changes in Washington mm-hmm. and get confidence back into Washington, confidence back in our White House, confidence back in our Congress, confidence back in our Senate, and get rid of the, this woke, W-O-K-E mm-hmm. crap, and, yeah. and respect our religions, respect our borders, respect mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the reason we're living. And right now... Uh, I believe it might be the Chinese, uh, the Communist Party, uh, because uh, we are under attack in mm-hmm. many, many directions. You know, Steve Moore, in the last 12 months, 140,000 Americans died from fentanyl, that poison, fentanyl, uh, that uh. was brought over the border. Uh, the Chinese gave it to the Mexicans. The Mexican gangs brought it over the border. 140,000 Americans died. Now, if you add up people dying in Vietnam, in uh, Korea, <coughs> and in uh, Afghanistan, over the over the entire war, it's 107,000. And now you're talking about 140,000 in one year. What the so, hell John, is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me I mean, you make a good point. And, and I was just writing something about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, we're spending hundred, literally hundreds of billions of dollars on climate change. Well, let's climate change doesn't really kill people. Uh, whereas, you know, you're talking about 100,000 or more people are dying every day of something that we can stop. We can stop. I don't know if we can change the weather, John, but I know we can stop these drugs from coming over the border. So rather than spending three hundred billion dollars trying to you know, trace the temperature of the earth, which I don't think the government can do. Don't you think we should spend some of that money to keep these drugs out that are polluting the minds of our kids? I don't, I, you know, if, if we have to protect our borders because uh, exactly. I believe in immigration. I believe it. My, Me too. My, my, my parents, my grandparents were immigrants. <laughs> and you know what it takes? Maybe we have to put 10 Ellis Islands on on the borders of Texas and New Mexico and Arizona, and say yes to immigration, no to drug addicts, no to drug pushers, no to terrorists, no to people that are not loyal, not willing to to swear that they're loyal to the United States of America. Why are we taking those people in? Yeah. You know, the way I like to put it, John, uh, is that, um, you know, somebody who wants to come into this country and work hard, and pull themselves up by the, you know, how many people have come into this country with almost literally only the shirt on their back and have become millionaires? I mean, it is the, Amer- that is, 
the epitome of the American dream. So I don't want people coming to this country to go on welfare. I want well, people want to come right. to this country because they want to work. That's right. We want people that want to work, that we, we need them, that love America, want to be Americans, not people that come in and hate America. Well, you know, there's plenty of those people on college campuses, so we don't need to import more of them. John, can you stick around for the second segment of the show? Because I've, I want to talk to you about the energy markets and how you feel we're going to get out of this crisis. Can we hold you on for one more yes, segment? I will say All right. Well, that, this, that's John Katz. Katz. <laughs> John, how do you say it again? I always twist my tongue. You, my, you almost the, succeeded. Katz of the meaties. Did I get that right? No. <laughs> anyway, this is John Katz. I'm going to call him John Katz. This yeah. is John Katz. He is the yeah. owner of this great station, one of the great American entrepreneurs. We will be right back. You're listening to The More Money Show on WABC. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is The More Money Show on Talk Radio WABC. Uh, I am so privileged to do this show every Saturday afternoon, and the guy I have to thank for that is John Katsdomides, who is the owner of this station. By the way, you had an incredible party a couple of weeks ago, John, that I was so honored to be invited to. I met so many cool people, you know, including uh, Tony Orlando. I, when I was growing up, I used to listen to all his songs and tie a yellow ribbon and all of those shows and then you know i uh, joe piscopo what what a performer he is i he love music steve yeah, Moore, me too. i love music i i love what cousin brucey does i love <laughs> what great. cousin Vinny does and uh, <laughs> uh tony orlando who is a a greek rican uh but <laughs> i mean he's a he's a brother and and Joe Piscopo, I love him doing Frank Sinatra and Dina, oh, Dina Martin, Dean Martin's daughter. Oh. And they were all live there at the, uh, at the WABC yeah. 100th year party. Oh, and we, what a, what we, a party it was. It was the number one party of the entire season. <laughs> it was. And by the way, Dina Martin, I'm in love. I mean, she is the most beautiful woman and she's, she's fantastic. And I do, uh, uh Joe, uh, uh, Piscopo show, uh, once a week. And he, you know, he, I had no idea what a great voice he, I mean, I knew he was a great comic and he is very funny, but boy, he does Dean Martin as well as anybody. Yes. Yes. He's, uh, he's good. Joe is excellent. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to uh, take up singing as my next career. <laughs> well, you've got a lot of <laughs> occupations. Now let's get right down to it, John. Uh, you are one of the world's experts on energy markets, and um, we've seen the a gyration of the oil price. Um, it went way up, and then it came down. You know, it was over like $110 a barrel. Then it came down to, I think, close to $85 a barrel. I think it's risen a little bit. Tell us what your prognosis is for what's going to happen in the energy industry over the next year or two. Is this a good investment opportunity? So some of these energy companies like Chevron and, uh, you know, ConocoPhillips have had amazing runs. What, how do you see this playing out? Well, you know, I am, you know, I've been making predictions on WABC and on, uh, whenever I'm on Fox uh, News and Fox yep. Business. Yep. And I'm scared to tell you because I don't want Larry uh, Cudler to get mad at me. I've been right all along. Uh, <laughs> I've been it. right on the on the. Uh, what's That's happen. why I want you on the show, John. This guy knows what he's talking about. He's a good prognosticator. So go ahead, John. And uh, you know, I've been right that 
that uh, we when we hit, I, I announced we hit peak pricing on uh, on oil when it hit 120, 125, and uh, then I predicted that the next step downwards was 75, and I think it was 78 this morning on uh, mm. Friday uh, morning. I don't know where yep. it, yep. where it closed that, but uh, but uh, uh, we did. You know, we did not have to go into a recession. Washington right. is forcing that recession, uh, Steve. Yeah. Is that because of Biden's energy policies or why? Because he, he hates the fossil fuel industry. He hates it and he's trying to kill it. And, uh, uh, and uh, But he's going to kill the United States of America along with it. So I couldn't agree more. You want to destroy a country, you destroy its energy supply. And by the way, I'm in favor of oil, gas, coal, nuclear, whatever works. Uh, in some cases, if you live in Phoenix, Arizona, maybe, you know, solar power makes sense. But we, we, we need our fossil fuels. And as you know, Biden's energy policy is to go to zero. Uh, and by the way, did you see in, you know, uh, in uh, California, I know you're a New Yorker, but in California, Gavin Newsom is, wants to abolish fossil fuels. He wants to do it by 2030, 2035, and he made that <laughs> announcement last week. And then yeah. two days after he made the announcement, he said, uh, please don't plug in your electric car or electric scooter. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't have enough energy. I mean, <laughs> now, what, what okay. you can't make this up. <laughs> now, John, here's the thing though. There's the sort of paradox. Okay. So Biden comes in and in his first in office, First year in office, as he declares war on American energy, you know, actually the oil companies did really well, right? Because the price of oil went through the roof because they reduced the supply. So I'm wondering, what do you see happening with the oil price? Because you have been right. I mean, you've been spot on, my friend. Well, what, my Canadian it, partners, uh, Mark, the, uh, the premier of Saskatchewan and Alberta are projecting yep. the price of oil uh, from Canada at $75 a barrel for 2023. Sorry, $75 a barrel through 2014, did you say? No, for 2023. I mean, 2023. So that's a, you know, that's a good, I mean, for consumers, that's a pretty good number. That's probably the equivalent of what, $3 a gallon gas? Yeah, and well, that's why I said to everybody, why are you rushing to raise interest rates? Why don't you give it time for, for, for inflation yeah. to go down on its own? All right, so this is let's shift to that because I think you and I are of kind of like minds of this. Now, first of all, I do like the Fed saying we're not going to tolerate high inflation. I mean, they can't. We've got to get inflation down to you know two to two to three two or two three percent at the most, and we're at seven you know eight percent right now. Uh, but I also agree with you. I think John, I think you and I are saying the same thing that if we allow production to go up, whether it's our oil, our gas, our, our agriculture, just have pro-growth policies, the kinds of things that you and Larry Kudlow and Art Laffer and I and others talk about, we can grow out of this. Absolutely correct. We, you know, the Fed or, or Washington has to learn how to fix the problem, not create another problem, to kill <laughs> right. the economy and, and fix yeah. it and reduce inflation through killing the economy. That is so dumb. D-U-M-B. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and I'm just, uh, you know, when you listen to what Powell said the other day, it was not growth. In fact, it was basically, you know, austerity. We don't need austerity, John, do we? No, we don't need it. 
things things will fix themselves. But let's not break the real estate industry if things are going to fix themselves on on the oil industry. So um, what else do we need to do? What else? We need more common sense. Control our borders. Have more common sense. Look, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I believe in common sense Democrats, common sense independents, and common sense Republicans. And the extremism, the 20% extreme left or the 20% extreme right, they're running the country. I don't like those people. I don't like (laughs) them. They're running the country. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, mean, did you. Remember what Barry Goldwater said? Extremism and the defense of liberty is no uh, uh, vice. No vice. Yes. Well, you want to know something? Extremism uh, is not good for the country. Common sense is good for the country. yeah, extremism in the name of socialism is a is a vice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. absolutely. Now I want to read you a couple of quotes, John, because what you what you said. I mean, I love to have you on because you and I think so much alike. But here are some of the statements from Jerome Powell that I found disturbing. He said, "Quote: How do we get rid of inflation?" He said, "Supply and demand must get back into alignment by slowing the economy." Is that the dumbest thing you ever heard? I mean, you kill the economy, so so people are starving to death. That way, uh, <laughs> you know, I, that doesn't make any sense. Here, you know, well, here's another one, John. Something, something's yeah. rotten in Washington. Here's another one from Jerome Powell. Quote, we want to see growth run below trend. Now, as I see it, if you have the more output, <laughs> right, if you have people producing more things, the prices should fall, not rise. We don't want you to work too hard. <laughs> stay home. Th- stay home three days a week so the economy will go down. Uh, he said this. We think we need to have a softer labor market. Crazy, crazy. I mean, I mean you and I mean it's so wrongheaded, folks. That's the the ter- term for that. Uh, as you know, John is. By the way, I'm talking to John Katz to meet. <laughs> John Katz. Well, the way my wife used to say it. <laughs> Cats I'm sorry, my... John. I always got tongue twisted on your, wait, wait, wait. your great. Cat, uh, remember the way my <laughs> wife used to say it: "Cats in my titties." <laughs> okay, that's a good way to remember it. Anyway, I'm going to call him John Cats. He is the owner of this great station. He's a great energy uh, uh, entrepreneur, great grocery entrepreneur. What about food, John? I saw that the uh, that there was a World Food Summit at the United Nations, and they were saying. They're worried about energy supplies, and they're worried about um, fertilizer supplies. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. You are the leaders. You're the world leaders who are reducing our energy supply and our fertilizer supply. Yeah. But how do, you see, how do you see the food markets developing? Well, the price of food is going up because of the supply problem created by the rise in fertilizer prices uh, because of the rise of cura. Everything comes from oil. Fertilizer is going yep. up tremendously. Yep. Uh, diesel exactly. fuel going up tremendously. And all deliveries to all the food stores go by di- by truck, by diesel. So, I mean, the, the, the problem is a temporary problem. And if North America, if President Biden and Washington opened up North America to have more crude oil, guess what? The inflation goes away. Well, you know, um, the, it's not just a war on American energy. It's a war on fertilizer, and you can't grow food without fertilizer, can you? You can't grow without fertilizer, and it's hurting <laughs> our supplies. 
Okay, John, I've got you for one and a half more minutes. You're good friends with Donald Trump. You've known him for how long have you known Donald Trump? I've known Donald Trump for 40 years. I've known for, uh, Bill Clinton for 30 years, 35 years. I'm kind of a Clinton fan. I think I wish we had a Bill Clinton rather than a Joe he Biden in office. Common it, sense, he was a common he was. sense president. I agree. And the economy boomed when yes, you had a did. Republican Congress and when you had uh, – when you had uh, Bill Clinton in the office, when he moved to the middle, that's what we need from Joe Biden. I don't know if he's capable of it, but my my question in the 60 seconds we have left, do you believe, uh, John, What do you think that Donald Trump, do you want him to run for president again? Well, it's not what I want, is what he's going to do. I mean, uh, I think he wants to run for president. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think uh, uh, all the other competition he has, uh, I don't... Donald Trump has the ability to give out knockout punches to them. So I think if he wants to run for president and if he wants to be the, the nominee, I believe his competition, he will give them knockout punches. Oh, well, that's well put. You know, I haven't made my, my, my I love Donald Trump. I love what he did for, did for our country in his four years. I'm not totally convinced he's the right person for tw- uh, 20 uh, 24, but I could be talked into it. And boy, do I want to, I don't know if I want to see him back in the White House, but John, I think everybody wants his policies back in the White House. Yes. I mean, I, uh, uh, he terrorized the terrorists. <laughs> he sure did. Hey, John Casamines, you are a hero. Thank you so much for joining the show. This is the More Money Show. Will you come on again sometime in the next yes, few weeks? Yes, I will. Anytime you need me, I'll be there. God bless you and God bless America. And we got elections in six uh, weeks. Now we better make the right decisions and have common sense John, to people. John, I think Lee Zeldin is going to win in New York. What say you? Well, it's only six weeks to go, and I think uh, uh, New Yorkers want to be safe. Whoever New Yorkers feel yep. that's, that's right, keep them safe after November 8th. And they want good jobs with Yorkers, high wages. That's who New Yorkers are going to vote for. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.